Welcome to Breakfast with Candles podcast. Simply put, this is a podcast that explores John Hughes films. On this week's episode, we discuss career opportunities. Enjoy. How are you guys doing this week? How are you, Jordan? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to talk about this episode. To talk That's about good. this movie, I should say, on this episode. That's why we're here. Yeah. It's good. I'm glad to be excited. <laughs> it's good to be excited. <laughs> if you're doing a podcast about something, it's good to be interested a little bit. It's good to be excited. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to be interested and excited. Yeah. Career and we're both. Career opportunities. So... 1991 film directed by Brian Gordon who I never look up what these people do before. <laughs> it's always like who but yeah <laughs> these are a lot we're we're in a period right now where we're like exclusively doing movies that Mr. Hughes did not direct yeah these are you know, just it's written. been a while yeah. since it's been a written directed like combo oh yeah um but yeah, I'm looking through this and well, curb your enthusiasm. Okay. Other than that, he hasn't had a lot, but curb your enthusiasm. Okay, fine. That's he directed bad. from 2000 all the way good. to 2017. Oh wow. wow, that's crazy. That's that's a big one. Then. Okay, he had several episodes. It's it's a, he has nine, nine episodes, only nine episodes. Oh. So <laughs> there was like one in 2005, oh. 2007, Never 2009. Mind. All right, okay, but. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so this isn't a superstar in the making. Gotcha. It looks like he's been invited to do a lot of TV shows. There's like Bad Teacher episode, Sin City Saints, Grace and Frankie, The Neighbors. A lot of TV shows as well. All right. Well, that was nice of them to Because he specialized him. <laughs> in guest appearance directing TV episodes. Get the guy from Career Opportunities. Yeah. I want yeah. him now on the phone. Famous director. Maybe Brian it was Gordon. like, maybe it was kind of like how there's a little bit of a, uh, mistaken identity with the interview process that we're about to see. Maybe it's a similar situation. Yeah, like, oh, oh, we're actually interviewing for a director. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. that's what I'm here for. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you sure are. We can offer you this episode, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> can offer you cleanup crew. Oh boy. <laughs> um, of course, written by John Hughes, um, starring Frank Wale, I guess is how you say it. And Wally? Of course, Jennifer Conley, <laughs> which I think most people know her. Yeah, big one. Big one uh, yeah. who obviously went on to do the most here. Yeah, for sure. Um, it is crazy how much Jennifer Conley looks like Demi Moore. Yeah. Especially in this period in her life. That, uh, like, yeah, absolutely. My wife said that, and then we looked up a picture that like compares them, and... It's haunting. <laughs> like they look like they were separated at birth. I'm not kidding. <laughs> so somebody look up like 91 Jennifer Conley if you're out there listening, and compare it to Demi Moore. And it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I gotta see. It this. really is. Maybe at some point during this podcast, I'll be thumbing through and looking <laughs> at comparisons. This is another uh, movie that I could not find a budget for it. I, I don't know what what it is with that. I understand like small movies like are. Infamous example, class reunion. Did we find the budget for that one? 
Actually, I think we did. How could <laughs> which it is be? Crazy. How could it be? <laughs> we couldn't find much else about it, but we it's can a find studio that studio thing. I don't know. Yeah, it's so very weird. strange. But I have a budget. <laughs> the budget. Yeah. I think it, this looks like a thirty. This is going to be a fact. Yeah, this is it. You can, 30? 30, wow. 30 million dollars. Wow. It didn't make it back. I think though, that's high. Unfortunately, I, I would guess more like 10, 12, 15. Well, Target money. Like Target that. paid them. Target money. It's one of those things where, like, t- Target being so prominently in there, though, I almost feel like they should pay them because, I mean, that's a lot of advertising for Target, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. It, it's it's hard to say of all the things they're, one, doing inside of a Target, but also the way they're they're putting their name out there so heavily. Isn't it funny how, like, those kind of things, I don't know, I feel like they happen a lot, but they don't really happen a lot. <laughs> at I the know. same time you know what i mean like products being prominently put in movies like tv shows as well um i, I remember there was like a period in which i think microsoft was really making a big push with their their uh, windows phone wow, yeah. and it was it like in so many of those crime drama movies the detectives would like lay their phone down with like the microsoft logo on the back like clearly showing yeah it's weird the things like that. <laughs> that um a lot of products wanted to associate themselves with i think specifically there was an episode of smallville where stride remember stride gum they oh, were yeah. making a real big push <laughs> in a smallville there was an episode centered around a kryptonian laced stride gum which turned wow that uh, is very prominent uh-huh and it turned a uh, major clark's, part of the show it turned clark's friend like super powered but he went evil so i was like wow do they really want to go with this yeah but all right. I don't know, man. That's weird. Especially when you make it a major plot point. That's that's strange. <laughs> yeah. This is a major plot point as it gets. Oh yeah, for the, sure. This could be like you know how like the Mick Kids was like the McDonald's video game? This is like the Target <laughs> movie almost. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it is It really is. It's in the logo. Yeah. <laughs> they show the front of the store many times too. Oh my gosh. This is probably one of the bigger examples of product placement uh I've seen. Yeah, or whatever brand placement or whatever you want to call it. I, I definitely think it takes away from a movie. <laughs> takes away from the art a little bit sometimes. I mean, with this one, I don't know. I think you can um, argue uh, either way that it might yeah. even add to. I it. just mean in general. Like oh, definitely. When, when products are like that, like you were talking about the stride gum, like that's just silly. Yeah, at the end of the episode, that's he so said, forced. "How about some gum?" Oh and it was gosh. like crypto kryptonite free, and it was like, "Oh my!" It was a it was a Palms Hilarious. and face moment. It, oh my gosh. Hilarious. Yeah, no good. But anyways. Um, well, it made only eleven million. Ooh. So hopefully it didn't cost If you're right with the thirty, <laughs> it's in trouble. Ooh. Or it was in trouble, I guess. <laughs> I hope I hope I'm wrong about that one. Okay. Um there's not a lot in the like trivia part. There was one like funny thing that they pointed out was that when when they're trying to hide from the guys with the guns, yep. they take off their roller skates and put on their shoes oh yeah <laughs> so yeah well i wonder how Just long they were knocked thing. out and had time to do that oh well <laughs> okay <laughs> so yeah we we get introduced to our main guy here uh with jim dodge jim. yeah what a name and he's a character 
I, right off the bat. Right off the bat. I don't really understand what's happening. I'm going to be honest. So the, the very first moments. Yeah. I, so I, what is this robbery that he's talking about? I don't know. They bring He brings it up I was later. hoping you would know better no, than I do. It flew by. He does the same little monologue. It was like he was just fooling around. And he was like, you think at first I was like, oh, so this movie's narrated. Interesting. No, yeah. he's just talking to a bunch of dogs. And yeah. honestly, did you catch this? What what happened? What was here? this robbery that he was talking what about? What was the robber is a very confusing and muddled oh, intro. Oh, okay. Now that I, I'm talking about, I do remember. Okay. What happened? Are, is it these guys who rob them yeah. later? They I remember they kill the the one person. They refer to it later. They they kill like a lady. I think. Looks like they really killed someone. Yeah, because remember wow. he refers to it again when he sees him. He's like, "Yeah, those are the guys from the thing. I, right. I recognize them from the newspaper wow. news or whatever." That really colors that third act very differently for me, knowing that they actually <laughs> killed someone. It's not like it becomes like yeah. instead of being the sticky bandits or the wet bandits or whatever, it becomes something else. We're like, "Oof, yeah, they've killed people." Kind of. <laughs> I mean, it's off camera, so it's like, you know. Basically, who they are throughout most of the movie is that, yeah, but it's just, it's just, yeah. I don't know how much more menace it adds to them, but <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's nice to finally understand the intro. So he gets fired from his uh, one of many jobs. He works at the vet. But what happened? I don't get what happened. What all I see is him like fooling around with the dogs, and he gets getting thrown. Thrown. Yeah, I don't know. He's just playing too much. I guess. I, I guess. Really, I don't know if there's really proper thing. <laughs> Are we supposed to understand, I guess, is the question. I don't know. <laughs> All we know is that we get introduced to Jim Dodge. And he's talking to kids around town and just you know, getting crap from his dad. I, this is this is a thing that uh, Hughes liked to write in. He likes to write in, you know, fast-talking, quirky high schoolers. That is yes. definitely like a theme of his. He wants... He wants at least a side character to be like the fast talking, like smart guy that like, you know, has a comment for everything and always knows what's to say, whether it's the right thing or not. But yeah, he's always got something to add in. He comes off to me as like a Ferris Bueller wannabe, not in the way where they're well, I'm not That's what saying they had in the notes of the movie. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying that like they tried to write a Ferris Bueller, but it doesn't come across. No, I feel like the character himself wants to be someone like Ferris Bueller, yeah. but you can't quite pull it off, <laughs> which is fine. I think that's I, actually kind of interesting. I think this whole intro thing is kind of cool to me. I kind of like mm-hmm. it. I just, I don't know. There, I, there's something about it. I just, I enjoy characters that are like this that can like lie their way out of things in movies. I just, I don't know. I find it inter- entertaining. <laughs> I appreciate um, off the bat. I do appreciate the fact that he's not all that in a bag of chips. He, he, he is very quick witted and he talks all the time and he's like a really, you know, kind of charismatic kind of personality, but everything doesn't go his way. You know what I mean? Yeah. He like kind of acts like Ferris Bueller might, but you know, everything doesn't line up for this guy like yeah. it does for Ferris Bueller, which I, that that's fine. That's kind of how it would be, right? Yeah. That's yeah. How, if there was someone like Ferris Bueller, things would not work out that pleasantly. Yeah. You would get fired yeah. <laughs> every <laughs> single job. If you just say, Oh, it's a nice day outside. I'm going to go run around Chicago. <laughs> It's almost like he's like Ferris Bueller, but after everyone's caught up with everything that he's done and like he had one of those days like Ferris Bueller, but everything fell apart. Mm -hmm. And now he's like, you know, a year or so after what Ferris Bueller was doing. And now it's like, yeah, high school's over and (laughs) I never made anything of myself. And so here I am. Yeah. Wishing I hadn't acted like that. It's like Ferris Bueller who 
kind of learned his lesson but hasn't like acted on it yet <laughs> exactly it's it's weird it's like a it's failed, right after failed version <laughs> it's an interesting time i think and it's a time where i i like where when people write about this is that the after high school it's like you're not you don't have your career yet. You don't have your job. You're after high school. You're 21, which I think that's what he is. And he's just like, what? It doesn't like he doesn't get jump started right after high school. It's like yeah. he's in the what am I doing kind of yeah. phase. And he's getting fired and fired Majorly. and fired. His dad's pissed at him. He still lives at home, right? But he's and loving loves it apparently. Freaking loving it, man. As we find out later, you get cable. It's so weird. It seems awful there. It does. Like that family dinner is super awkward and. None of his parents seem to really like him that much, or the you know his brother and sister. He gets ridiculed. It's like, like why are you? Constantly. Why do you enjoy being there? I'd want to leave that place if I was him. I don't care how much fried chicken I get, man. That <laughs> does not seem like a, a compatible situation. His excuses are so weird. Yeah, for why he likes living at home. But yeah, what do we so get next? We get. I mean. We kind of have like scenes with his dad and like his dad's, you know, telling him basically what an idiot he is and screaming at him. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we can go ahead and skip to, I think what, you know, you and I both enjoyed very much is Candyman returns. I couldn't believe it. To the podcast. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I, that's the exclamation marks that are in my notes when we arrived You thought at it was Target. over, didn't you? I thought it was over. <laughs> and well, actually, no, I know it, one more Home at least alone, is yeah. coming. Yeah. With Home Alone, but yeah, I when he goes to interview at Target, I was like, "Oh, well, who's this?" <laughs> I recognize that face and that voice. Yeah, I definitely uh, stood to attention when I uh, saw his presence. Making come fun of himself, eating what, I like Twinkies or something. It's actually a pretty. Yeah. I think that the scene he's in is very humorous. It's yeah, not, yeah, it's not just because of him. I think. Uh, uh, our character Jim Dodge I can't, can't ever get his name Wally he does it or Wale whatever he does a really great job yeah. here and I think it's all very funny actually. I was, he was like going over that better job and I, I just hadn't caught on yet but it wasn't yeah, same here and I was like good lord that's a lot of money I know I was like I know Walt, Target wanted to be involved in this movie but they're not they're <laughs> promising pretty pretty high here if they're... this movie's pretty old for somebody making that much I know <laughs> Full benefits. Uh, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> I'm thinking 45 or whatever. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I had I had the number 45 in my mind when I walked in here. <laughs> uh, I got him for 45, boys. That was great. That yeah, was great. It was actually genuinely a really funny yeah, bit. I yeah. was I was laughing. <laughs> so then we meet this ridiculous janitor who's holding him at gunpoint right off the bat. At like, first, I couldn't understand if it was real. What is going on? First of all, why do you need a shotgun? Yeah, how is this? <laughs> and why allowed? are you holding up the the new employee just for no real reason? Just this is how serious I am. <laughs> it, it's it's insane. And so, like, at first, because like the the good, the bad, and the ugly themes playing, and so there was a bit of me being like, is this like a fantasy <laughs> that he's just imagining him holding because, holding a shotgun to his face? Yeah. Can't be really, but it's it is. We learn later <laughs> that shotgun is there. That's right. Unbelievable. We never see him again. We're, we're gonna do a quick rewind. I skipped over. So we meet oh, Jennifer, Jennifer Conley earlier. Yeah. She's driving a uh, Corvette or something like that when mm-hmm. he's at the gas station, trying to get, I guess, a, a job at the gas station, even unpaid. He says. <laughs> Just, world. I guess, to have an excuse for his dad that, look, I have a job. Still won't give it to Don't him. kick me out, please. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we meet her there, and then we she's, like, stealing things. Really, she, like, barely says anything, I think. 
she has that weird scene where she kisses the guys. Yeah. With her dad. Let's talk about that. What in the Freaking world? so strange. So what does her dad do? I mean, he's rich. I mean, I guess we could just leave it at that. And he's talking to politicians. Yeah. They're from the governor's office. It sounds like he has some kind of swing in the city. Uh-huh. I want to say he's like a land developer. Because he says something like your dad owns... 12,000 acres inside the city or something, something along those lines. I don't really mm-hmm. remember. Um, so I'm guessing he's a land, major land developer. I don't think he's like a mayor, but yeah, that's what it kind of seems that when, when they talk about him, it's all about owning land yeah. and stuff. And whenever they talk about his dad and what he does, it's either going to be like a land developer or something political. And I think it's land developer. Yeah. But very awkward. <laughs> scene. So I thought it was going to be a dream or something at first. <laughs> I'm like, What? Yeah. I love how she just shakes the other guy's hand. Yeah, he's expecting nice to, to meet kiss. You. He's leaning over and he's like, my name's Jim, or whatever he says. <laughs> and he just gets a handshake. Yeah, she's just, she's trying to just get her kicks doing stuff yeah. like this, it seems. Like, it's almost immediately, she's almost immediately identifiable as like that kind of character yep. who's like, okay, she's the rich girl bored with her life, once out. And so like I'm he says earlier, to... tease. That's yes. like definitely what she is in this movie. Definitely. And that's, and then we just see her in Target kind of attempting to maybe shoplift. And that's, yep. I guess, the last Putting on underwear her under, sh- under her skirt. And then I guess it looks like she's hiding. Yeah. Which we find out is true later. <laughs> so I find this is pretty funny. Jim's task that he's been given by his, uh, I guess, superior. Yeah. His simple, small task. Simple task. Just to clean the entire store. Alone. Completely alone. Partially in the dark. While he goes home to, oh, good lord. This guy's so crude. What is he? What did he say? He says he's going to, uh, I think, f his wife's pasties off. Or what? Something. No, that's like, wow. He is a he is a character. Yeah, for sure. he's the worst. <laughs> then he locks him in there, and what does he? Does he break the key off or something? No, no, he, he just, just locks him the off. Keys I'm and it's like, of yeah, something else I watched. Nobody gets the keys on the first yeah. night. Nobody or whatever. This mixed up with another thing I was watching. <laughs> But this is uh this is if I was laughing this is an insane situation and it's <laughs> he's just locked into Target and to clean the entire store yeah and so unreasonable and against fire code and like so many other things very much so. he even says that he says what if it can catch fire the fire department will come <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be dead <laughs> <laughs> so I. I'm going to be honest. This stuff that's about to unfold here, I think it's great. Yeah. I love this montage. Yeah. It's so 80s. I mean, this is the 90s, but it's it feels so 80s. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like the, the decade before is always at its height yeah. a couple years into the next. It's the golden transition period. The golden transition where you're at the <laughs> most 80s is like between yeah. 90 and 92. <laughs> and then it becomes 90. Like later. 85 to 95. That's like my favorite period of like movie making. Uh-huh. And this is right in the middle. Uh-huh. So it's right in the sweet spot. So, yeah, I just love it. I love seeing the old stuff. I love seeing how expensive things are. I couldn't believe it. There's like an $1,800 stereo I see in one what shot. On like, what? It's I crazy. love seeing the cassettes in their little yeah. shucks that the they have in the store. The wall of cassettes. It's, it's great. great. And uh, I did spot a couple <laughs> compact discs. It said yeah. compact disc, yeah. but I didn't understand the packaging. It looked like this big, like, uh, rectangle package. And That's I was pretty like, early. Is CD. Very early. Yeah. Yeah, off the end of the 80s was like, 
it started. I want to say 96 like or something was when I started getting CDs. Yeah, it was like a really bougie thing back no. in there to have, to have CDs. But yeah, I love what he's doing. I love he's just, I, I love the, is it, I got, did you get a Spider-Man homecoming vibe? Like they maybe saw this and kind of riffed <laughs> off this a little bit where he's stuck in the hangar and he's just like, he's yeah. like trying, he's like effing around for like what seems so long because it's in montage. He's like, how long have I been doing this? And it's like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's it's, it's great. I like yeah. it. It's it, because it, you know they always say that you know this the Spider Man iteration has been riffing off of John Hughes, and you really yeah. see that in that scene here. But it, it's yeah. all very funny. I, I can think definitely see that. It's done well. I just have so many shenanigans in my notes. <laughs> so much. That's basically what what goes on here. <laughs> oh my gosh! And he starts doing exactly what the guy asked him not to do: grazing. <laughs> Eating yep. things off the shelf. Oh my god! Like gosh. literally, just open packaging and taking like one piece of candy out of the whole package. Seeing that part, I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to like, I have like a meter in my head of like the, the likelihood of him being fired. It's pretty high now, but it, it gets it's a little higher as the movie goes on. <laughs> I will say, I think maybe at this point, he could salvage what's going on, the disaster. <laughs> I think he may be able to reconcile, but. We'll see. <laughs> so we have to do another rewind. <laughs> um, so there's these random kids making out in a car. <laughs> and then they just get ripped out of the car and the car gets stolen. So my notes say it's another setup. <laughs> my notes say huh, it's probably not important. <laughs> we'll never see. So this strange. Obviously, it's it's it doesn't. So weird. It, it had to be kids making out. To me, that's just John Hughes thing. He just he wants to be some youthful thing. What do kids do? Make out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and steal cars. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so we get reintroduced to Josie, uh, Jennifer Conley's character. I like this reveal because I, I remember, like when it happens, I'm like, oh, it caught me by surprise as it did him. He's skating around like lunatic yeah. with a, a veil. I was and, actually like, looking shorts. away when it happened. Then I looked back and like I could see that something had happened. I was like, wait, what happened? It's shot well because even because like you're in his POV just going around on a yeah. skate. And so like even as the audience, you do a double take as you see him pass by. <laughs> you're like, and so it's it's weird to see her still in the store. I was wondering how she was going to get She's just standing there. She's standing there like looking creep. at him. <laughs> So weird. Yeah. She's strange. Like, she's just very stoic, you know, like mysterious. Like, you don't know what she's really thinking. She also doesn't have a lot of lines. <laughs> no, not not really. Um, it, it's like, uh, I don't know. It, it It's definitely a type of person that I, I do feel is out there. It wasn't too strange for me. It, it, it struck me as genuine. I feel like uh, Jennifer Connelly in this movie is doing her job feel like uh, she's kind of a bombshell but she's like kind of has a like a philosophical side to her yeah which uh definitely comes out in the scenes we're about to talk about yeah and um, kind of here i kind of realize what this movie is and and i at the moment um, immediately i'm like okay i'm on board because i love scenes where it's people stuck in a place <laughs> and i and gen- generally into movies that take place over the course of one night. I mm. like that sort of thing. I've got a really good one. I think I've told you about it. What? I don't think you've it? watched it. I think it's called Before We Go. Before We Go. Who's, who's that? Um, Chris Evans. Oh. Huh. Have you watched that one? No, I've never seen it. Is they're it in recent? New, they're, in, they're in New York. It's over one night. Uh, now I got to check it out. It's really good. Because I like this kind of stuff. I really enjoyed it. Alice Eve and Chris Evans. Hmm. Okay. It's a rom-com. Yeah. You know, and you know how I was able to identify that because character development what is happening 
Because usually yeah. in a movie where that's, this wasn't the case, they'd run into each other and have some sort of interaction, separate, and then meet again later and at some point down the line, character development would start. Yeah. And they'd start to actually get to know each other. But this is kind of weird because they're doing the thing where they're very comfortable talking about each other, um, about each other's lives pretty quickly. They also have known each other for a long time, too. They were in high school together, right? Yeah. It's been, it's, it's like close proximity, but not like close relationship, mm-hmm. I guess would be one way of saying it. So I think there there is a comfortableness that grows when you've been around someone, even if you hadn't talked to them. If you've been, you know, in the same like social circles, it's like, you know them, but you don't know, you know, anything about them. Yeah. So it's an interesting dynamic to like make a movie about. Absolutely. And, and honestly, I, I like them both. In these scenes, I think the way that the character Jim comes off, he comes off as the right amount of uncomfortable because a lot of times you'd make this sort of scene and it'd be over the top and way too yeah. uncomfortable to even relate to. And he's trying, he's like trying to be himself, but he's not going way over the top with it. And he, he's, yeah, he cooks her dinner, right? He's very Which, honest with her. He's very yeah. honest. Yeah. Not as honest as she is, I don't think. <laughs> but they're both, they're, they're, it, it kind of makes sense. I, I mean, think. He, he starts off, I feel like, as being a little dishonest. But then it's like quickly, like, especially when she mentions the like liar thing, it's like, yeah. that really cuts him. You yeah. Know? Oh, you're the town liar. He keeps liar. mentioning it. And it's like, it changes their whole dynamic after that. Yeah. It like seems like he's like the kind of guy that a lot of things don't cut him like that. But this, yeah. that really does. Because he really wants to impress her, too. So Yeah, definitely. It hurts to hear that that's what she's heard, and he assumes that's what she thinks. So Yeah, and honestly, all of this that's going on, I think it's pretty well written, and it's yeah. pretty well acted. I'm, I'm into this. I've never heard of this movie before, but at this point, at this point in the movie, I'm like, wow, how haven't yeah. I heard this movie? How, how haven't I heard about this? It makes me wonder why Frank Wally wasn't, you know, starring in more movies during this period. Yeah. Cause honestly, this seems to me in my, <laughs> at, like at, right, right now where we are at the movie that this is like, Oh, this is like Ferris Bueller's uh, personality, but better. Like I, I was never really totally bought into <laughs> Bueller, but this is something I can actually uh, latch on to yeah. instead of just this, you know, impervious <laughs> wise guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, this is, what, what are they talking about here? Because there's a lot of stuff. One she, of the important scenes is right around here uh-huh. where um, his dad wakes up and starts dipping fried chicken in peanut butter. Yeah. So we don't want don't to forget to mention that. Can't forget to mention so that. So he's completely insane. Because <laughs> I don't know what sane person does something like that. Okay. So, <laughs> honestly, um, speaking it's of insane. It's the weirdest thing. It's just out of nowhere. Oh, my gosh. All right. So the dad, there's a... You can't even, I don't even know if you can call it a dad subplot because there's a lot of talk about fathers in this movie between the two characters. And there's intercutting between what they're doing and what the parents are doing. And then the her fathers. father's out with the cop. and Yeah, looking for him, looking for her, I mean. And yeah. Basically, it, the cop's looking and the dad's just like sitting in the car, it seems like. Yeah, too. the cop's <laughs> definitely doing all the work. But it's weird. It cuts back to the dad looking and the other dad eating. Like, He's like opening a pack of salami or something. I don't. I guess he's like thinking about his son, like being alone in there. And I don't know. It's strange because he like he kind of acts like he doesn't really give a crap about his son. He just wants him to go like move on with his life. But then he like seems so concerned. Yes. It seems like he stays up all night worried about Jim. It's like it's strange. There is we are we're going to talk about it. But watching this, 
I am like, okay, this is all go- coming to a head and leading somewhere. And unfortunately, I think where it's leading is the cutting room floor. <laughs> but we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. We will get there. Could be right. Oh my gosh! I think we, we might there. not get there. Actually, <laughs> uh, maybe not. Maybe we'll just turn. I think this you're on. right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, th- I think you're right. I think they were developing something, and it's like. Where did it go, really? Where did yeah. it go? There's so much talk about fathers and how his expectations, um, his, he's like, you know, kind of running away from the expectations that he has from his father and kind of like wanting to grow as a person. And she's feeling stunted by her father and wants to escape it. And her father seems awful. And I don't know how that would ever come to a head because he's like, he apparently beats her on the reg, I guess. Like, is that something she says? She says that like she wants to run away from him, or or but she is yeah. afraid to do it. But she knows no matter what, he'll he'll like kick the crap out of her. Oh wow! And he like said it to her. I must have missed her saying that when um he did pull when she pulled that stunt with the politicians. He said, "If you ever do oh, that yeah. again, I'll I'll beat yeah. the crap out." He basically said, "I'll I'll whoop you good" or something like that. So and I, I took him seriously during that. Like that. But he's, do you think she he, he's already done that in the past? That is the implication I got from what uh, Josie says about him, and like uh, as if it's such an expectation that she like, says that in one of the conversations with Jim. Yes, they were. They get to the point eventually where she talks about wanting to run away and go yeah. to California, mm-hmm. and so and she says something like, "I want to do it, but I know no, I want to stay and I want to go." So it's like she wants to go but she doesn't want to be alone and then she says no matter what i do he'll just beat me anyways and jim's like are you serious and he's like i didn't know it was that bad yeah and so i was like yikes because i seem like i saw like a redemption thing and a reconciliation coming for jim and his dad but after hearing this i was like "Ooh!" unless it was something (laughs) where they if, if that's the thing if they came together at the end and they were like I would never. I, I've said a lot of things I regret, but I would never do that or something like that. Yeah. And, and, and then I'm like, oh, so we never has. And this is just her him being a jerk and her like being afraid of him. Which they obviously decide bad. not <laughs> to work on that dynamic. Obviously not, but <laughs> I think what we're here, what we're getting here, is actually some really good. You know, it's obviously one of those things where you see it feels like a little unrealistic their connection here, but at the same time, I'm buying it. Like if I'm thinking about it too much, I'm like, wow, all this development in one night. But I don't know. It's like at the same time, I feel like Jim's character would want to get this deep with this person, and Josie is in this place in her life where she's ready to like run away from it all. So she's being super reflective, and she's like. She's putting a lot of that on Jim, asking mm-hmm. her questions about himself. And so I'm I'm buying all this stuff. The thing that I am have a little bit of pause about is the romance. You know, so they have really good chemistry. But I don't know. I'm just kind of surprised we got here that early, I guess. You know what I mean? To me, that's a little bit of just her. Like, that just seems a little bit how she is. Maybe. She seems a little loose, if you know what I mean. It's she like, does. Yeah, like... She's not only a tease, but she just seems like she just will kind of go with whatever guy will pay attention to her. Yeah. Is almost what it seems like. Which is always strange to me when a character is written like that in a movie who's like really pretty. It's like, but you don't have to do that at all. Like, I'm sure you yeah. get plenty of, t- of attention. Like, you wouldn't need to like latch on to just anybody who pays attention to you. But that, you know, is probably linked a lot to the daddy issues where it's like, I want somebody who actually cares about me and doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, abuse our relationship. Um, she had one line in here where he says something about, 
I can't remember what he asks her, but she responds, do I dream? And then she says, that's all I do. Yes. thought that was a pretty good line. That was a good line. I think that kind of wraps up a lot of who she is. Mm -hmm. It's like she is in this position. You know, they go into it quite a bit. She's in this position where she has all this money. She can do whatever she wants, but she can't do whatever she wants because she's kind of like a, you know, animal in a cage almost is what it sounds like. Yes. It's like this is who you're going to be. This is, this is going to be your life and it's decided for her and she doesn't want any of that, but she's given no choice in the matter. So, mm-hmm. so the only thing she can come up with is I'm going to shame my father by running away and making a whole thing about it. And then I'm going to go to LA and try to start a new life for myself. Yeah. And then it's at this point, she basically, she asked him to come with her, with yeah. her and uh, he agrees. Not immediately, but Not yeah. immediately. Yeah. They, they talk a little bit more. She does a little coaxing, but eventually she's like, yeah, I'll yeah. do it. And they're like, ready to do it tonight. I'm like, we just need a car. And uh, It's not like he has a lot going, <laughs> going no, on. No, <laughs> he has a lot more reason to go. I think that is. whole like living at home thing is just a ploy. <laughs> yeah. Just to like act like what he's doing isn't a nightmare, really. <laughs> it's like, look, I'm fine, okay? I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> I'm not fine. <laughs> exactly right but you know what comes next is i find out an actually pretty cute scene you know they how can i pay you back for being so cold to me all to to you all those years in uh-huh. high school it's like okay here we go yeah here we go and he's like you can see his his mind wander and he asked for a dance that i guess they kind of vaguely had a little bit in high school at a high school dance like just yeah. briefly she doesn't remember it but he holds it up <laughs> and he wants to actually have a legitimate romantic moment with her at a dance and it's cool. the song works it's all fine it's good it's cute it does it reminds job. me like what he's describing reminds me so much of what is i think is it it's breakfast club right no it's uh 16 candles which is coming up but coming up the whole like geek like group in 16 candles Mm, you don't remember, you remember oh nope. my gosh Jordan. we're about to i'm about to remember well, what he describes is a lot like that because you know they end up dancing the one one of the geeks ends up dancing with the popular oh. girl how do you not remember that you've only seen that movie i've only seen it like once wow. a little while ago so it's gonna I've be seen a, it a lot <laughs> all right well we'll get into it <laughs> but yeah are, are we to uh assume that they had sex that night Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That tent? That's what it kind of seems. <laughs> or at least they were about to. <laughs> yeah, especially when the cop comes to the door looking for her. And he, he he's a good liar. He pulls off this lie pretty well. He's so, happy to see it's the cop instead yeah. of the janitor. <laughs> oh, my God. He really should be. That place is a disaster. Yeah. That they only He ran into worse. so many things through the course of this thing. It's oh, pantyhose. destroyed and this store. Soup and all kinds of setups. Yeah, and uh, it, it's pretty funny as he's like, oh, she's probably out there with someone that daddy doesn't approve of. He's like, ah, That's ah, just crazy. That's just crazy. <laughs> so uh, here we get a skating montage. Which which kind of makes me think they did do it. Because yeah, they're they like super did. happy they and like holding hands did. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. But it ends that's, abruptly. It's it, it reminds me a lot of when he saw her. You yeah, know? it's, <laughs> it's the same similar. exact thing. He was roller skating then, roller skating now. It's like, this is the way I'm going to reveal characters. Yeah. At first, when it was going, I was like, do we really need another roller skating montage? And how it ended kind of made it worth it. You know ridiculous. what I mean? <laughs> it is she ridiculous. She runs like her face straight into, into the, the gun. gun. And she's not hurt at all. 
You'd at Gosh. least have a bloody nose from that. real. I wonder if that's something that actually happened to her on set. probably just did that. Yeah, maybe. It was an She's actual got a real gun. on-set injury. Loaded it up. <laughs> she ran into it. <laughs> All right, Luke, here we go. So I did not realize these are real-life brothers. Okay. So this is Dermot Maroney from uh, My Best Friend's Wedding. Oh, okay. All right. And I guess this is his brother. I, I didn't know this other guy, Kieran Maroney. No. Yeah. I don't know these He doesn't two. look that similar no. to him. Especially how they're done here. I would have never guessed that they were brothers, but... You remember this guy from My Best Friend's Wedding? Nope. Okay. I've seen that in like <laughs> 15 years. It's one of Bethany's favorite movies. So ah, I've okay. seen it several so, times. So you must have seen it. A, a it's a good or movie. Or three or four. It's Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. It's Jennifer, a good movie. Is Jennifer Lopez? I thought it was a... Uh, I guess maybe it is Jennifer Lopez. Oh, whatever. Um, so, <laughs> Luke, um, at this point in the movie is where I feel like this... Oh, no. You're right. It, I'm wrong. It's uh, a... Julie, uh, Julie yeah, Roberts. Julie Roberts. Julie Roberts. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Cool. At this point in the movie, I feel like uh, I'm gonna have a less thing, good things to say about it. Is that if you if you feel like I've been having a very stellar review of this movie so far, this is where I kind of taper off a bit. This isn't disastrous, but this is definitely I feel like we're going to a different movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like we're in a little bit of a different movie because of the inclusion of these uh, uh, burglars. Apparently killed someone, so murderers. There had to be something though, because it was just going too smooth. There has to be some kind of conflict. It's just it's a tale as old as time. There has to be something that like brings the two characters together. You know, it's mm-hmm. like they come together and like, okay, we're in love, we agree, but then we have something crazy happen. It's like, Except do we, we come together, together or do we separate? Yeah, you know? I agree. So, and I was my head was reeling as to like what to do, what to do, what to do different, but. We have these, and I think that this could have been fine. This could have been good, but... They definitely script them way down in intelligence. Yes. It's it's almost like Dennis the Menace, kind of stupid. Yeah, exactly. Let me show you how to tie that that knot with the rope. Oh, it's co- that kind of thing. It's Especially with this whole, like, <laughs> give oh me your gosh. guns thing. I don't even understand. This lie that he comes up with is so ridiculous. And the fact that he's like, yeah, go ahead, kill her or whatever with this, like, drug drug know. deal or something that he, like, pretends to be a part of so they to convince them to give up and give them their guns. Yeah. But, oh, <laughs> and no. And then they lie about it not being loaded, and then he uh, gives them back. Yeah, that was. it's all very, very strange. And it's like... He tries to con them, and they they basically say a stupid lie, which cons him as well. And it's just, uh, he gives them the guns back, I and mean, that's the thing. It's like, if they're not loaded, why are you giving them the guns back at this point? I know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the simple thing to me seemed like she should just seduce the one guy and get the gun, and then that's it. Like, yeah, that's it. It's over. <laughs> like, it's but. pretty simple. Like, he's, like, clearly totally in love with her, so just, yeah. Just yeah. trick him into going in the back room or something and grab the gun. Instead, like, they they go into this, like, new con that they're going to do that she's going to seduce them and run off with kind their of. car. I don't know. It's confusing. She's almost just like, let's do this thing together, <laughs> almost. It's like, yeah, she's not using, like, clearly her best weapon, which is, she's pretty and, you know, they want her. <laughs> yeah, which she's clearly doing that when she's like on the horse and like riding oh, the, the, gosh, the toy horse. It's so horse. awkward. It is very awkward. It's They're kind of funny. sitting there though. watching and she's just sitting there while the horse moves under her. It's kind of funny just because there's no music. You just hear that. 
of the mechanical <laughs> horse or whatever. It's, yeah. it's kind of humorous. Anybody but, got any change? <laughs> yeah. And it, they're stupid for even believing her. I mean, she's very pretty, but geez, they're dumb. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you want to ride with me? Oh my God. I couldn't believe that. And then he falls off. <laughs> yeah. So I guess her plot is that she's going to take their car and come back to get him and leave him with these people. Like, with... Wouldn't they still be there? Exactly. I don't know what happens. It's like she would. And the she... front door's still locked. Because, <laughs> okay, so I guess it's revealed he's just doing a very good job of like acting like, Josie, what are you doing? You know what I mean? That whole thing where he's like, you can't do this. You think so? I thought he was really like convinced that she had joined their side. I thought he was too. But the look he gives her later isn't a look of relief, but like acknowledgement, you know, being like, good job. You know what I mean? Well, I must feel like he realized it later, but like in the moment he was like, wow, Maybe. she's she's left me. Because he's kind of, an, he's infatuated right now and his emotions are running high. Yeah, so to see sure. her putting on this show is, you know, could easily hurt him in this moment. But yeah, it, it, it is kind of confusing as to how it's done, especially <laughs> after she drives off because. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, again, I just don't understand what and happened He's just here. left alone to deal with them. He, it's like he teleports, he teleports like away from them. I know that they kind of <laughs> run after him shooting, shooting at the car as she drives off, but he's like completely at the, like somewhere else at that yeah. point. And he's, he's locked and loaded at this point. <laughs> That's great. He confirms that that shotgun is real. It's like the only reason that shotgun was introduced, I guess, I earlier. Know. <laughs> and then he starts quoting the line from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Was that a, was it just a, what a. A robbery? Yeah, no, it was a couple a setup. wise guys or whatever. Yeah. I don't. It was very strange. I don't know why he felt the yeah. need to do this. And I get there, he's luring to them, and I don't understand this trap <laughs> that he clearly his his theory was wrong too because these guys are idiots. Yeah, it was not wise guys at all. No, they're not part of the mob. No, they're just idiots trying to steal stereos. <laughs> they steal the most ridiculous stuff, by the way, too. Saw like a rake in there. Like or something. what? I don't know. They it's... steal like food and things that are <laughs> worthless. Oh yeah, we're at the big time, bro. We got all those Campbell's cans in here. Heck My yeah. gosh! So he like <laughs> shoots through the the cash register or whatever to scare them. Yeah, and Which then then, over. then he would have no. <laughs> he wouldn't have shotgun shells. Out of there. ammunition. Yeah, and they have loaded guns, so. That'd be it. Then they'd get him. I guess they were so petrified. They just he was went. able to reload. He was able to reload, take the hostage, and tie them up in the most ridiculous Both manner. of them. Both of them. Which is like, what? How do you tie one up while holding the other one with the shotgun? I don't know. But here's the thing. It seems like we have some more movie left, right? We really don't. <laughs> That's the shocking thing. Yeah. Because they cut back to the dad's. And they they and wind up in the same yep. bar together, they're like just yawning, yawning. And that's the last we see of yeah. them. I, I agree with your theory. It does feel like there should be some kind of like reunion. I'm sorry, you know, I take it all back, and then they go off to Hollywood. Like I need to do this. This is like the next chapter yes. in my life or something. And so like that's what happens. Is like she they're tied up. She he sees her, and then cut to them on the limo going off to uh, going off to Hollywood. And they clink beers, freeze frame, the movie's it, over. It, well, don't forget it says, what, like Jim, Jim Wood? Something oh my God. so stupid. That was so stupid. I don't know why they did that. I don't know. The Hollywood sign changes to Jim Wood. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but, 
Okay, I, I can't. I, I'm gonna have to just go into this, Luke. I'm sorry, <laughs> but at this point of the movie, I'm pissed off. I'm legitimately like upset watching it. I do. I generally, I like even like the movies like Baby's Day Out. I'm bored and I'm not really enjoying it, but I'm kind of rolling my eyes, going with it. <laughs> but this pissed me off. I w- I was into this man. I was legitimately into this movie, and you know, I felt betrayed. <laughs> I was like, "You had me, movie." You had me. I was with you. You took me in and you just throw me away. Right at that third act when those when those uh when those guys come, all the character development and everything we were doing is gone. No resolution. I was ex- it was so bad. I was expecting as they're clinking beers together that it was going to just cut to them just standing in front of Target together. It would have been a fantasy. That that would have been how you ended this movie, isn't it? How they're there together to deal with their problems and face them together before pursuing whatever they're pursuing and not just pursuing this fantasy of running away from your problems. But, oh my God, <laughs> what an unsatisfying ending to a, honestly, for the majority of it, a pretty satisfying movie. Yeah. I don't know if I agree, but yeah, it's, I can understand what you're saying. Yeah. Go, it's go, go it's definitely sensible. No, I mean, it's perfectly sensible. I I don't know if I was as devastated as you by these guys. (laughs) Um, I I thought they were scripted really dumb, but I I thought what they were there, it could have worked, you know, if it had been scripted differently. Yeah. But uh, it didn't ruin the movie for me. I still still really enjoyed the movie. This this was pretty high up for me. Um, I don't know. I I enjoyed this more than I think some other movies that might have been... better filmed like uh she's having a baby i think would be a good example i thought she's having a baby was a pretty well filmed movie pretty well structured you know we had some issues with the characters we didn't think they were you know as intriguing and i think these characters were a lot better and i think the scripting like the way the story went like you said could have been scripted better but i don't know i just i had a lot more fun with this movie Mm -hmm. i was i was more interested in dermot moroni's character or Frank Frank Wally's character. What am I talking about? Good old Dermot, <laughs> Dermot Maroney. Dermot character was not great. <laughs> the f- His name is Nestor Pyle, which name. we never even know. That no, we don't even, and that's the weird thing when you find out that a character that's unnamed in the movie has a name. That's some <laughs> so, weird name, too. It's not burglar number one or something like that. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, look, I think I agree with you. And, like, the things that happen towards the end are not devastating. I think they're just as good as some of the better movies we've reviewed on, on this show with the whole burglars and all that stuff. It's honestly, it's fine. I mean, the thing is about, it's just kind of dumb. It's kind of yeah. dumb. It's yeah. lesser than what the movie was. And the movie could have used about 15 more minutes to wrap up some of this stuff before teleporting I could see that. to Hollywood. The movie is only like 85 minutes long. Yeah. It's not like it's super long. I didn't feel like it was two hours long or anything like that. It could have used some resolution and it's just so strange to take a character on a journey and then teleport to the end. <laughs> you know what I mean? I could have seen them like waking, like the sun's kind of coming up and they're like, you know, looking out over the horizon, like talking about what's going to happen. And then like maybe they go home and talk with their parents and then they meet up like noon the next day and then they leave for L.A. after like having some character stuff with the parents. Like I could have seen that working. <laughs> Absolutely. Because like. The a big thing is they, they, like after she leaves and drives off, I'm pretty sure they don't share a line of dialogue after that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he just looks at her and they're gone and they go and they don't share a single line of dialogue. They, the two had pretty 
sustainable chemistry. Yeah. And so it's just like, why do this? Did they have notes that like did the studio give them notes to being like, look, we're not really we're into this robbery stuff. We liked Home Alone. We're really into the stupid criminal stuff. So make sure <laughs> that's the focus of the end. And you can kind of abandon the father um, story and uh, all the stuff about worrying about your future and all that stuff. You can kind of worry about don't just don't do that. I mean, it yeah. seems like almost reshoots happened. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it could strange. be strange, but yeah, I mean, I'm with you. All in all, I do think this is one of the better ones we've talked about. I I, I like this movie, but I think it could have been like I was on board for this movie being actually fantastic. That's I like the these thing. two characters a lot. I think that's yes. what what makes the movie. Because most of the other characters are very minor. Yeah. <laughs> Parents and, you know, of course, these guys, <laughs> these robbers, whatever they are, very minor. Exactly. And so, yeah. yeah. We, we, we need a movie like this redone, minus the robbers, that some other drama that brings them together. That's the movie we need. Definitely. <laughs> Where they get stuck in a Walmart or something. <laughs> I love all these trappings of two characters developing their characters together stuck in a place over the course of one night I love all that stuff but yeah it's it just whenever something is uh you know whenever something has the promise of being so much better and it falls short of that even to where the point where it's still good i can't help but being sometimes a little bit disappointed even though i'm like still all in all it's a good movie yeah but yeah, yeah. career opportunities more like missed opportunities there you go. There you go. Pretty good. Got it. Yeah, but I, I still recommend <laughs> checking this one out. I do think it's a bit of an overlooked movie. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's like it's golden golden period in filmmaking for me. Yeah, all right, it's this just, is it. It's like almost any movie I'll watch in this like period. Like almost any movie. Yeah. There's just there's some enjoyment I'm gonna get out of it. So, yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. What do we have next, Luke? What's on the docket? My computer is being a nightmare. <laughs> Do you dream, Luke? <laughs> um, Nate and Haynes is next week. So this is another one just like Career Opportunity. I do not know anything about this movie. No, I mean, this made I me hopeful. I think this is an RDJ movie. What? I think it is. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, we're getting uh, we're getting near the end, folks. Um, we've got a couple more episodes Left. We're going to take it to the end of October, and then we're going to go on hiatus for the month of November. And then we're going to come back for three good Christmas movies. Christmas! That we'll get to ring in the new year and Christmas with. So be excited for you know the rest of October, and uh, then it's going to be fun doing some Christmas stuff. Yeah, man. So Nate and Haynes next week. Thank you guys for coming by and listening. See you next week. Bye.